have a very short gospel reading, uh, but it's one that I think is uh, perhaps exactly the one that at least I know I needed to hear for today. Um, and, and God does that for us, really. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine this week, and she told me that she felt like over the course of the last few months of the pandemic that she had been deprogrammed. That after 30 some odd years of going to church every single Sunday, uh, for a few months now of not going, even the first couple weeks of the pandemic, she said that she would uh, get up, uh, get ready, just like she would to go to church and stand in, in front of uh, her icons with her computer and uh, live stream the service. But then by now, this point of the pandemic, she felt like she was lucky to get out of bed on time. To get to, to even turn on the live stream. And so perhaps that's where some of us are. And the reason I said then that this is a very good gospel for us is because in the gospel reading that we have this morning, it is about Christ calling people, calling the brothers. We have Simon and Andrew, and we have uh, James and John, and they are, are called, and they follow after Christ. And the reason I think it's important for us to hear about that is because perhaps we all need to be reminded why we are following Christ. Because it's as simple as that. Because so much of the time when we feel like we're deprogrammed and perhaps not focusing as much as of our attention on Christ and on the church as we think that we should, the big thing is to refocus and to say, why am I doing this in the first place? What is the reason that I am following after Christ? Why do I feel like it's even important to come to church or turn on a live stream or at least say some prayers at home if, if we can't be in the nave of the church itself? And so this gospel reading provides us with that reminder. And so I want to try to remind myself and remind all of us about what it means to truly follow after Christ. Because in the gospel where it says uh, at the very end that they followed him, it's the same word, really, that we use in the, uh, the baptismal service where we talk about uniting. That word followed him could actually mean as well united to him. And so they united to him is what it says in the gospel there. And at every baptism, so if we need to be reminded, we go back to our own baptisms, right? At every baptism, the priest asks the person who is being baptized and their sponsors, have you united yourself to Christ? And they say, they're supposed to say very powerfully, I have. I have united myself to Christ. And so we have to remind ourselves that in our baptisms, in our chrismations, we have united ourselves to Christ in a very particular and profound way. We unite ourselves to him so that our life really is his life. His life is our life. His victory is our victory. And that's the thing that we need to remember when we say that we are following Christ, that we are uniting ourselves to him. That's the goal, to unite ourselves to Christ. Now, what does that look like practically? Well, following, following means to come after someone. So you have somebody leading in front of you and you have... You are following behind them, perhaps in a straight line, right? One of the things that we learn very early, Maggie has not learned this one yet, about walking and following behind someone, but she'll get there. 
when I was the, the camp director at Camp St. Thecla, every now and then we would do a, a leadership activity with our, our staff where we would have an activity where they would follow. So everyone would be in the line. And the first person, in, and, and each person would be one in front of the other, and they would have their hands on the shoulders of the person in front of them, right? So they are in this long line. Now the person leading the line, the job of that person was to get the entire line from point A to point B. The trick was, everyone in the line was blindfolded, except for the first person. The first person in the line was leading from point A to point B, we're talking about camps, so we're talking uneven terrain, we're talking sticks, we're talking uh, bugs, we're talking rocks, we're talking curves, all those sorts of things. And so if you were following, you had to actually be listening. You had to really pay attention to the person that was in front so that you wouldn't get hit with the stick that went by when they said duck. And everyone had to duck and walk past where that point was. Or step, big step over a rock or something like that. Or the creek was running right next to you and you had to know how to follow so that you didn't get separated from the group. Or, or that uh, you, you didn't make it uh, in one piece as it were uh, from point A to point B. And it was a hard exercise. And we can use that analogy about how we follow after Christ. That to come after Christ is to follow Him. He's leading the line, and now we're not blindfolded, so we can see what's going on. But He's leading the line, and He's telling us exactly what we need to do in order to avoid the pitfalls that are in front of us. Those are the commandments. Those are the things that we are told that we need to do to follow the commandments of God so that we can watch out for the tree limbs that are, are coming our way, for the rocks that we might stumble upon and even uh, lose then our connection with the rest of the group. When we follow after Christ, we realize He's the only one that really knows where we're going. And He's the only one who really knows how to get there. And he's the only one who can actually vanquish all of the enemies that are in front of us on the path. And so he is the one who is leading the way from point A to point B. He's yelling behind us and saying, telling us exactly what it is that we need to do so that we can avoid the pitfalls that are there. And he is vanquishing the enemies as they come. And that's what we see in the Incarnation. That's what we see in the cross. That's what we see in the resurrection of Christ because that's where the victory is. So if we've united ourselves to it, we put our, our hands on his shoulders and we've agreed to follow after him, then we follow his commandments so that we can be led from here to the kingdom of heaven, which is the point of our life. So that's following Christ. And why do we do that? And this is perhaps the most important thing that I want you to remember today. We unite ourselves to Christ like the apostles. We follow after him. We follow his commandments. But why do we do it? When Simon and Andrew and, and James and John left their, their nets to follow after Christ, did they think that they were going to receive some kind of glory? Did they leave because they thought they were going to, to receive some kind of power? Did they leave because they thought they would get some sort of reward? Were they fearing punishment perhaps? Why do we follow Christ?
Christ? Do we follow Christ because we think that we're going to receive a reward? I want to go to heaven. Do we follow Christ because we're afraid of punishment? I don't want to go to hell. Well, those are reasons to follow Christ, but not the best reason. The best reason, and I think the reason that Simon and Andrew and James and John were willing to immediately leave what they were doing and go and follow after Christ was because they loved him. They loved him. And they knew that he loved them. And in fact, St. John in his epistle, uh, his first epistle, uh, chapter 4 says, we love him because he loved us first. So part of our uniting ourselves to Christ, our being willing to follow him and his commandments is about his love for us and then therefore our love in response to him. And so we follow him because we love him. And one of the quotes that I put in the bulletin this morning is from St. Porphyrius that says, the way to holiness is not to fight against evil, you have to first fall in love with Christ. And that's the way to remind ourselves about why all of this is important. To remind ourselves about why we need to pray. About why we need to follow the fast. About why we need to follow the commandments of Christ. Why we need to just simply follow Christ. Because we love Him. That's what we need to remind ourselves. To, to once again fall in love with Christ. And when we do that, we can get up. When we do that, we can say our prayers. When we do that, we can be virtuous. When we do that, we can love our neighbor. When we do that, we can really make a difference in this world. Remind ourselves why we love Christ. So that we can follow him so that we can fully actualize our baptism and unite ourselves to him. What a great reminder. Again, I know I needed this reminder this morning. So brothers and sisters, the path has been laid out for us. We can get from here to the kingdom of heaven, but there's only one way to do it, and that is to follow Christ, to unite ourselves to him, which we have done in our baptism, but to recommit to that every single day, to unite ourselves to Christ, to follow his commandments so that we can watch out for the pitfalls of this world and to above all things simply to remember that we love him. And when we do that, we will rejoice with him in the kingdom and when we do that, we'll actually rejoice now even as we follow, even as we go through the difficult path of this life. If we love God, if we fall in love with Christ again and remind ourselves that that's why we are following him, we will be able to do it with joy. And that's what we need. May we be reminded of that and always follow after Christ. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.